You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I am so excited to be back here behind the mic delivering a podcast episode to you today. And this comes at one of the most perfect times. I am creating an open letter to Beachbody coaches. Usually I don't specifically do my podcast episodes to network marketing and especially not just to Beachbody coaches, but today I am. Today I am. And for those of you that listen to the podcast or maybe you're a new listener, you know, I have been a Beachbody coach in Team Beachbody for 10 years and I have climbed my way to the top. I was the four-time top coach, which is the number one in the industry. Four years in a row, I was one of the top 10 coaches. I was number two for two years, and um, and then I kind of fell other places as well. So I've been in the top. I've been an elite coach, which is 0.01% of the company for nine years. And so here I am today, you know, 10 years out, I really have made a career out of network marketing. It has been an opportunity that has completely transformed our entire family's life and really the lives of so many of my leaders and, and, and coaches that are in my organization. It's been such a powerful life giving experience. It has taught me so much about grit and discipline, perseverance, overcoming obstacles, facing failures. And I would not be the woman I am today if it wasn't for my Beachbody business. And it really sort of, it's like nails on a chalkboard when somebody says to me, oh, network marketing isn't a real business, right? You don't, you can't call yourself a CEO. You're not really, you know, you didn't build your own business. And I laugh and I never engage in that sort of conversation because it's not life-giving, right? It is just, it's very much like time-wasting. But I always laugh to myself because, you know, building my Beachbody business while I don't have my own physical products that I'm producing and manufacturing. I am very much so a business owner and I have had to do all of the things that a CEO of a company would have to do, such as marketing, creating, you know, customer service, incredible customer service. I have had to learn how to hire people, you know, I've had to learn how to scale my staff. I have had to learn how to express my vision and leadership and help develop leaders within my organization. You know, I've had to really look at things from a strategic marketing perspective, you know, finances, you know, budgeting, all of that stuff I have had to control and I've had to build as a business owner. And that has carried with me. And, you know, three years ago, that really helped me to launch 
launch my other business, which is Chic Influencer that I do with my business partner, Katie, where we offer actual products, services, experiences, and we're building a company and we're building an organization and we have staff. And so, you know, if it wasn't for the gritty work that I did and have done with Beachbody, I would certainly not be the CEO that I am today. And I'm so grateful for that experience. And I sometimes think that we discount being in direct sales. We discount, you know, the opera, the powerful experience we will gain that we learn through network marketing. And so if you're sitting here listening right now and you're like, you know, I kind of want to start a business. I'd like to kind of get into business ownership or I have an idea. I I think I want to, you know, I want to make this my own. I've got a suggestion for you. You know, first of all, start maybe with network marketing, especially if you're not sure what business ownership is like. I feel like that's a really good way to, you have to sell yourself. You have to sell your product. And even if you own a business, you still have to sell your services. You just don't hang aside on the door that says I'm open and people just come in. You still have to create that momentum and that draw. So do network marketing. Nothing wrong with it. It's really a great way to create those fundamental skills. Secondly, I want you to read two books, two books I'm going to recommend before we dive in today. And the first one is E-Myth. And E-Myth is a great book because, and I'm reading it right now with my business coach, and it's really such an awesome book because most people go into business because they have a skill. And I use this example at our small business summit that we did a few weeks ago. I said, you know, let's pretend I'm a candle maker. And I, I actually, I'm actually a mom of two and I am on this non-toxic journey. And I realized through research how toxic candles are. And I love candles. I mean, I'm a diehard Yankee candle fan. And that is actually true in real life. And when I realized that the ingredients they put in candles are so toxic, I was crushed because there's nothing better than lighting a balsam cedar candle during the holidays and your house just smelling, you know, like the apple wreath or the balsam and cedar. And so I was like, man, this this really stinks. I feel like a part of my holiday season is going to be missing without candles. And so, you know, go on this quest to make my own candles. And in the process, as family and friends come to visit and these candles are, are filling up the room, I'm they're asking about these candles. And so I'm sharing, you know, I made these candles because they were non-toxic. I went and did the research. They're essential oils. They're, you know, the wicks are clean burning. The the candle wax is, you know, it, it's not going to be toxic when you breathe it in. And so my friends and family start asking me about these candles. Will you make me some? And so I'm making candles and I'm printing the labels and it's a labor of love and I love doing it. And by, you know, word of mouth is traveling and more people are asking me to give, to make them candles. And so the idea is born. I should go into business. I should open my own non-toxic candle company. Right. And so I go into business and I open up my own online shop and I don't think about all the things that go on. The fact that I'm not just somebody who loves making non-toxic candles anymore. And we call that person a technician, right? I really love the work that I do, but now I have to build the business. So I have to market my candles. I have to have to make sure I have enough inventory and I've got to have customer service because what if somebody's package gets to them and it's broken? Who's going to answer that email? And what if there is a delay in me getting the product? And that means that orders are are back ordered and my customers aren't happy and they want a refund. And before I know it, 
I am working, you know, 18 hour days. My candle orders are stacking up. I hate going to work. All of a sudden I'm like, this is a job to me. Like I'm, you know, and so what's happening is we sometimes go into business because we love our craft. I love candle making. And this is hypothetical. I don't, I've never made a candle in my life, but this is what happens to us. We go into business because we love our craft. But the business side of it, the customer service, the inventory management, you know, the, you know, shipping and receiving and all of that stuff, right? The emails, the website, the marketing, that stuff bogs us down because that's not our jam. And so when we go into business, it's really important that we understand that we need to have, we need to create a team. We need to hire the right people to do the things that allow us to go out there and and make the business run. And so if you're listening to this right now, you know, it's, it's smart for you to go in with your eyes wide open. If you're going into network marketing or any business thereof, it's really just unrealistic for you to think you can do it all yourself, that you can build a, maybe even a business like I have built as a single human. That's, that didn't happen. And I'm going to talk about that in today's episode. I really grew my network marketing business with a team. So let's dive into my open letter to Beachbody coaches today. And the reason why I chose this title for this episode is it's, it's November and this is the last two months of our year. And a lot of times right now, businesses is slower and it's typically slower because number one, people are distracted. Even you as the listener right now, as the coach, you're distracted, right? You're maybe right now you're looking at what's going on in society. There's things going on in your personal life. There's things going on in school. You're getting ready for the holidays. And so you're not showing up like you typically are in your business. So that's number one. Number two is mindset. People start to get really down on themselves. Oh, I wanted to get that invite to new leader conference. I thought for sure I'd be a one-star diamond by now. Or maybe you're like, I thought I'd be diamond or I, I would be elite or premier. And maybe you're, the realization is you're really far away from that goal right now. And so you start to have this mental, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. You start to beat yourself up over why you're not where you are. And I should be further along than I am right now. And so you just start just coming down hard on yourself. And so what do you do when you start to go down that negative spiral, you self-sabotage the work. So you stop showing up. You're not, you're not even posting consistently. You're not exercising like you used to. You're not feeling your body the way you used to. And heck yeah, your business is going to suffer. Of course, you're be, it's, you're making it a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're right. You are not going to be an elite coach because you have stopped recruiting because you think it's out of reach. And that drives me nuts that we go into this negative spiral. And I'll be honest, it doesn't mean that I have never been there because of course I've been there before where I have had some moments, I should say moments of downward spiral, but I've been able to pick myself back up rather quickly, 24, 48 hours and move back in the right direction. And so right now is sort of this woe is me. I'm going to just beat myself up. I'm looking for validation. You know, I just, I, and you like go looking for other people who aren't reaching their goals too, because we can just commiserate together instead of standing in our power. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about standing in our power. We're going to talk about taking ownership of the business that we have and not looking for somebody to be like, oh, it's okay. 
right? We have to, that's what I want. I want us to be confident in the decisions that we're making. So my first thing that I want to say is that it's okay. It's okay in business. When we talk about like success, it's okay to reach for the accolades. It's okay to go for Emerald, you know, elite, premier, you know, star diamond, new leader conference invite, top 10. It's okay to want to be in the millions club, you know, success club, all-star. That's okay. It's okay to achieve rank bonuses, to want to get the trophies and walk across the stage. I, I did all of those things. I needed to do those things, especially early on. I needed tangible sort of mile markers that I could work towards. And I did, I think they're great measures of success, right? But then you kind of get to a point. And I know that some of you out there, you know, if you haven't been able to achieve some of the accolades like diamond or star diamond elite and premier, you have to say to yourself, am I standing in my own way? Right. Am I like not getting there because I'm not doing the work? Right. Am I self-sabotaging myself? And if that's the case, we need to stop blaming the business. And we really need to say, like, how can I improve my mindset? And it's going to be like hiring a business coach. Right. It's going to be which I'm a business coach. I do private coaching with clients. So come on in. Right. Got some spots for the new year. So hire me. Right. And that wasn't I actually wasn't planning on saying that, but like hire somebody that has done what you want to do allow them to walk alongside of you and say, if you want to become elite or top 10 or premier or star diamond, this is what you need to do. And somebody that's going to shake you and not commiserate with you and be like, it's okay. We can, we can suck together. No, we're going to rise together. We're not going to commiserate that we're not reaching the goal. We're going to rise together, right? We're going to think of a new way to handle this current situation. So That's kind of number one. And it's also it's so you have to be real. It's okay to want those things. But after you've achieved those things for so many years and as your life changes. So I look at my life and where I was 10 years ago, even like seven years ago, I was building that foundation. I was building my income. I was building my rank. I was building my platform on social media. I was speaking, you know, on stage, like I was building a career. But then all of a sudden I got to a point where I was like, I've achieved it. I've achieved the highest rank. I've achieved the highest goals. I've walked across the stage. I've spoken on the platforms, you know, and I was starting to feel like those things just didn't bring me as much joy anymore. And I realized through a lot of, again, having a business coach that walked me through this, I started to say, you know what? I'm not really fulfilled by being, you know, in the top 10 anymore. I've done that. I I don't really want, that's not a thing I want to do. And so I started to measure my success differently, but it was really wonky as I started to measure my success differently because for seven, eight years, the only thing that I knew was top 10 was being at the top. And so I went through this pattern of, I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm not worthy. I feel like I'm losing my, you know, edge. Am I being lazy? And so I had to really redefine success for myself. And and that was a 
like I feel like it's a three-year process. And so I watch people now today and they are black and white. I either am successful by the metrics that the company sets for me, or I am not at all. And so what happens is if you're, if you are not reaching the metrics that the company is set, you self-sabotage yourself. You actually downward spiral. It impacts your income. It impacts your, your ability to share and, and really help in the lives of others. You sort of withdraw and things begin to unravel. And we start to make these excuses and validate why, you know, the business is bad or why you don't, you know, why you don't relate to the business anymore. And it's such an unhealthy place to be because there is another way. And I'm here to say that, listen, we all change. We all mature. And it doesn't mean that we're less worthy or successful. It's just our metrics for success have changed, right? And so that's been my my journey has really been like my metrics have changed. And so here I am three years out from sort of making that shift of this doesn't fulfill me. How can I still make an impact in the lives of my organization, in the lives of my customers, in the lives of people on social media? But how can I do it in, in a different way, a way that actually is it feels fulfilling in this new phase of my life. And so I started to say to myself, all right, I'm going to reach down in my organization because I love leadership. And I love working with people who want to show up and want to improve. And so I started doing other things. I started really focusing on leadership masterminds and, you know, ways to just mentor the whole downline instead of just my personally sponsored. And so over the past three years, the way I've shown up has really changed, but my income has stayed the same. I may not be even in the top 50 right now, but I'm not making any less money. I'm making the exact same amount of money being number 150 in the company as I was when I was being, when I was number one. And it's because I didn't stop working. I just shifted the metrics that I was defining success by. I was now looking at where are my income opportunities? And I was focusing on placing people for income. I was focusing on working with people that were maybe not my first level, but were a few levels down because I saw potential in them and it didn't necessarily help my elite numbers or my top 10 numbers, but I felt fulfilled. I was actually producing leadership. I had these wonderful relationships and success stories, you know, and so I think it's important that if you're listening to this right now and you're just starting out, you have got to grind it out a little bit. You've got to grind it out. You have to build the business, right? And so that kind of brings me to the second point, which is you have to build a legit business. You can't go, oh, I just want to be where Melanie is. I just, I want to stop defining my, my success based on the metrics of the company. But if you haven't even achieved some of those metrics yet, you haven't earned that right to say that. And I say that with so much love. You have to first build the house. And I always teach my team this. You know, you've got to build your foundation. And a solid foundation in your network marketing business is built on the income producing activity tracker. 
You have to master, and I have mine right in front of me. You know, you have to master the art of running successful challenge groups and adding new followers and cultivating a connection with people on social, uh, being able to take people that are on your social and convert them into paying customers. You have to post and use stories and, and you have to follow up and create a great experience for people that are in your groups. You can't be afraid to invite people to join your team, which means recruiting is a huge part of what we do. And so when we're working our business to diamond, we're basically getting there, right? And a lot of times we get to diamond and we have the the shell of a house. We have the foundation is built. And I love to explain it this way. When you get to diamond, you know, you usually have a foundation and by diamond, by the time you reach diamond, your foundation should be be pretty set. And when your foundation consists of, I know how to invite, I know how to follow up, I know how to sign up customers, I know how to run successful challenge groups. You know, um, I, I know how to recruit and invite people to join my team. I might not be getting a ton of working coaches yet, but I'm getting there. Like I'm starting to get it. So when we achieve diamond, usually it is like, oh my gosh, I got it. I have everybody in place. Don't breathe. Because I think if we breathe, one of the walls might come down. And that is typically what happens, right? We get to diamond, we're maximizing our team cycle bonus. We go from $14 to $18 a cycle, but we aren't necessarily, we don't have the volume there to really maximize it yet. So we have a shell of a house that has a foundation. This is where most people stop. Most people are like, I did it. And they they breathe and they stop and they go back to, I don't know, really bad behaviors, like not inviting every day and not following up. And so what happens to their house? Well, like one of the walls comes down. And so we're scrambling to plug that hole. We're scrambling to fill that spot. And so it's like our our house is now springing leaks and we're just sticking in putty to try to fill the leaks every single week. And we're not thinking, and we're just thinking about filling in the leaks. We're not thinking about growth. And this is where I want to shift your mindset. If you're right now just feeling like you're always in the same spot and you're never getting ahead, are you just filling holes or are you working to what is possible? And what is possible is that cap. Are you looking at your your volume cap and saying every week I have an earning opportunity of $2,000 at the diamond level? Am I maximizing that? Well, no. And if you're not maximizing it, that's what we're working towards. So let's go. And so what we need to do is we have to immediately, once we achieve that diamond rank, we shift our focus and we start to decorate our house with volume. We're putting in the reinforcements, right? We're building up the walls. We're putting up the drywall. We're getting the electricity. So we're starting to build this house. And how you do that is you understand your placement. You know what your weak leg and your strong leg is. Then you know, okay, I need to, these are my, these are my problems I need to fix right now. But as soon as I fix those problems, then I'm going to start focusing on, I need to maximize my team cycle. So I know where I'm placing people and I'm not just inviting everybody, but I'm really saying you would make a good business builder. 
will you come join my team? I'll train you. And you're getting courage through practice because we don't all just become confident. We gain confidence through practice. So we practice inviting people. We practice and we do, you know, business opportunity calls and we host sneak peeks and we follow up with people and we meet people for coffee or a Zoom call to explain the business opportunity. And so what we do is now we begin to build a business that is living up to not just the rank, but it is living up to the income potential that it can be. And that is really important. So are you as a business owner achieving the rank and then living up to the volume opportunity? And if the answer is no, you've been maximized your opportunity. We got to, we got to keep going. We got to keep working and that's gritty and that's can sometimes feel mundane, but that's really where you learn these skills. So if you are saying, oh, no, 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 I just, I wanted to find my success in another way. I want you to say, but have I maximized the opportunity? Have I built a legit business or do I just currently have a house of cards? And if you have not maximized the opportunity, ask yourself, okay, how can I add more value? Do I make people better? Am I making people better right now? Are there people around me that I could invest in that I could help them become better? And in turn, that would help to grow the organization. Also asking yourself, what are you doing to improve yourself right now? Are you, do you have a business coach? Do you have a mentor that you speak with regularly? Are you surrounding yourself with people and and circles of people that are actually um, growing? Or are you surrounding yourself with people who are complaining about why they're not where they want to be? Okay, so I want you to think about that. Are you learning new skills? Anytime I feel stuck, I go out and I learn something new and I surround myself with new people. Okay, so treat your network marketing business like you have invested in a physical location. You've opened the door, you've turned on the lights to your coffee shop, or maybe it's your candle shop, and you are treating your business like a business. And this really moves into that next bullet point that I want to make is, listen, as a Beachbody coach, you have an opportunity to create a multi-million dollar business millions of dollars are sitting on the table right in front of you, you could maximize from the comfort of your own home. So are you set up like a business? Do you have an income progression that you're following? Do you have key performance indicators? Like, do you have metrics that you're working towards? You're trying to become a $100,000 business this year. Next year, are you going to try to double that? Are you setting goals? And then are you working towards those goals with an actual plan? Right? And then As your business grows and you're even at that diamond level, do you have help? That help may come in the form of childcare. That help may come in the form of an an assistant that works for you five or 10 hours a week. Do you eventually, as your business gets a lot larger, do you have a marketing team? And do you have a full-time employee that's working for you, right? Are you hosting retreats and events? Are you doing things to reward the people in your organization? You have to treat your network marketing business like the business that it actually is. If you want it to pay you that way, you got to show up with that kind of, you got to show up with that kind of mindset as well. All right. I have Melanie Mitro LLC is a corporation and we have employees, we have roles and responsibilities, we have performance metrics, you know, we have task managers, we have deadlines and due dates. 
We operate as a company and not as a one woman show. It would be nuts. It would be absolutely crazy for me to think at this level, I could do it all, you know, because that's just not realistic. So again, you know, where are you at in this progression? And are you trying to own it all? Because you just are not feeling like, oh, I, I feel weird hiring people. I feel weird investing in your business. Well, Sally down the street who owns the candle company She's not going to blink an eye at investing in marketing or investing in a business coach because she knows that the return on that investment is going to be tenfold. All right. So things that the last thing I want to kind of leave you with today is that when you get to that diamond rank, that star diamond rank, a lot of times we're like, I'm looking for working coaches. I'm looking for working people to build the business. And John Maxwell is one of my favorite, favorite just mentors from afar. I've read many of his books. And when I was reading one of his daily devotionals, he has a leadership devotional. And he talks about one of the primary responsibilities of a successful leader is to actually identify potential leaders. And it's not always an easy job, but it's a critical one. And he used the example of Andrew Carnegie, who was the master of identifying potential leaders. And Andrew Carnegie, in his time, hired 43 millionaires. And those people, those men weren't millionaires when they started working for Andrew Carnegie but they had become millionaires as a result. And I think that's incredible, an incredible testament to his leadership. And it's something that really struck me because I love that. And, and Carnegie went on to say, you know, men are developed the same way that gold is mined. Several tons of dirt must be moved to get an ounce of gold, but you don't go into the mine looking for dirt. You go into the mind looking for gold, and that's exactly the way to develop positive, successful people. Look for the gold, not the dirt, the good, not the bad. The more positive qualities you look for, the more you're going to find. So have you made it a priority to find potential leaders and develop them? I feel we sometimes are looking for gold, and we forget sometimes that amidst the dirt is gold. We just think that leaders are going to be attracted to us, right? So yes, people with leadership potential might be in our organization right now, but we are not developing them, right? We're not actually saying, I see you, I see your potential, let's work together. You are just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, or you're discrediting people, right, before you've given them a chance. And I sometimes feel like we miss that. We miss that opportunity because leadership is about developing people and developing people is a hard thing. And right now, if you are having a hard time developing leadership in your organization, I want you to think about, are you a really good technician? Are you really good at running challenge groups? Are you really good at posting on social media? Are you really good at creating stories? Are you really good at the technical side of the business? You've got that on lockdown. You're just missing the leadership, the duplication. And I want to say it's most likely because you've got to work on leading others. You've got to work on how do I lead people? I need to learn the balance of growing my organization still and still doing those things like running challenge groups and hitting success club and doing those metrics. But it's now adding that second level of I am developing leaders. I am developing other people. I'm helping them reach their fullest potential. And when I do, I'm now measuring my success by how many leaders I am creating in my organization. And to me, 
that is true fulfillment. That is, that is growth. That is maturity. It is going from what can I produce to what can my team produce? I'm taking the spotlight off of myself and I'm shining it onto them. And that's being able to step out of that spotlight and shine it on your people is hard to do, especially if you like the spotlight, especially if you like the one being getting all of those accolades. But as we mature and as we grow, we go through this growth process that says, I'm learning to measure success differently. I'm learning to measure it differently. Okay. So you guys, my open letter to all of you today is you can build an incredibly healthy business, but we have to get out of the woe is me. I'm not where I want to be right now. So I'm just going to, you know, Fold, fold up my hands and take some time off. And I'm just going to hang out with people who, you know, have the same thought process as me. No, we're going to look within ourselves and say, how do I grow? How do I grow? How do I support my people? How do I become a better leader? How do I do those things so that I can maybe change my metrics that I am evaluating success by and still get fulfillment out of what I do? Okay. And then last but not least, go all in. If you're not there yet, if you're not at that leadership rank yet, then go all in. Build a solid foundation, right? Do the hard work and then reevaluate the effectiveness. But you can't earn the right to do that until you've built the business first. You've got to get in there. You've got to get messy with it. You've got to do the grit work. The grit is what creates the foundation for successful leadership. You guys, I hope this was super helpful. And I know there are a lot of people out there right now just kind of, you know, not sure what to do, where to go. And I hope this gives you a little clarity and perspective. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I just screenshot it. Head on over to Instagram, tag me, tell me what you loved about today's episode. Share this episode with friends that you think really this message will resonate with them. And then as always, connect with me. If, if you want to work together, head over to my website, go to Chic Influencer. It's C-H-I-C influencer.com. Go check out the private business coaching. Uh, We've got an online community, which is for anybody that would like to just work more closely together. Enrollment is closed. We do have a wait list for it, but I do have services that I offer to anyone, regardless of what company that you are a part of. So if you want more of Melanie Mitro, if you want more of my business partner, Katie and I together and our powerful dynamic, go check that out. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you guys soon. Bye everybody.